Welcome back, everybody, on board the uh, Reinsurance Podcast yacht, uh, live from Monte Carlo, 2023 Rendezvous. Delighted to have on board with us Adam and Chris from Impact Forecasting at Aon, who are going to give us a, a really detailed view, I think, on some of the loss activity we've been seeing, but also some of the exciting things that you're doing at Aon as well. So welcome on board. Welcome on the show. Thanks. How's, how's your Monte Carlo so far? Well, it has been great. Busy. Uh, we had uh, lots of meetings coming on Monday and lots of com meetings coming um, uh, tomorrow as well. So this is a great part of it. Thank you for the invitation. No, you're, you're most welcome. And what we really wanted to do was to learn from the experts here when it comes to things like uh, events in particular and how we manage uh, those as they're happening effectively and then afterwards. We're also going to come on to, I think, uh, the USSCS at some point on this conversation mm -hmm. and something around climate as well and climate collaboration. So yeah. should we start at the beginning uh, with the event stuff? Uh, who's best place to kick us off? Should I take it? Go okay. on. I'll take it. Um, so when we speak about event response, what I think is quite important in a new development in the past years is really that we can react very quickly to things. So the clients don't want to be really browsing through websites, logging into things. So what we what we have done, uh, think about it as a weather forecasting turn into loss forecasting. Okay. So when there is an active hurricane in the in the, in the area, and we do hurricanes, uh, Japanese typhoons, and also also European windstorms, we're basically tracking the event. We'll be taking the weather forecasts and turning it into loss forecast. So for example, there was a hurricane Idalia yep. uh, just recently, which fortunately didn't cause lots of damage. It was yeah. good. Uh, but we, when the hurricane was five days ahead from landfall, uh, we were already basically tracking the event and uh, with roughly 400 portfolios loaded in our systems of wow. different insurance companies, yep. we're able to produce loss forecasts every six hours. Wow. So every six hours, if you were a client, You'll be basically getting an email from us saying what the loss could be. What could be the loss from for the NHC truck? What could be the loss from another 10 models? What would be the median? You can go very techy or it can be very, very simple. So we actually have two types of reports. One is like a, a detailed one, and then we create a daily digest uh, for, let's say, once a day. Yeah, I can imagine it must be incredibly useful to the people having to deal with it, but also CEOs who are getting peppered with questions as a hurricane's heading towards them, you know, if you're able to give them an update every few hours on how it's going, that must be incredibly yeah. valuable. And the CEO really, they want to know just, they want to look at the email, yeah. within probably five seconds, they want to see is the loss, is, is the loss potential going up mm. or down, and they don't need to spend more than five seconds on it. And then mm. other people can do uh, more detailed work. Yeah, brilliant. And I guess maybe that's a nice segue into one of the other topics. So, obviously, everyone's talking about climate change and how it's potentially worsening events, frequency, and severity, and so on. I, what, what's going on with the climate collaboration theme that you mentioned? Yeah, I'll take that one. Yeah, thanks, Ben. So, we're doing a number of things really. So, all the models we build as a catastrophe model developer, all the atmospheric peril models, we're thinking about current climate. So, we're including current climate, obviously, in the models and making sure the models are fit for the current climate. Um, but we're also bringing in with our collaborations with different universities a number of um, future climate scenarios. So thinking about different time horizons, different emission scenarios as well, and bringing those into the model. So um, we have a, a partnership with Columbia University around tropical cyclone. So that looks at, um, to start with for US hurricane, thinking about different uh, time horizons, different emissions, and also how the events themselves might change. So not just thinking about whether the frequency changes, but also how the events themselves, if there's 
a, kind of a difference in the amount of rainfall in the event, the amount of flood as well as uh, wind. And then, yeah, from that, we'll take that onwards to uh, think more through Japan Typhoon and, yeah. um, and also looking at Australia as well. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's some of the work. And then, I guess, existing climate, we have partnerships with uh, universities like Karlsruhe Institute of Technology um, and building out what we're doing around wind, flood and severe convective storms. So having a, a common event set for that, all those weather perils to think about uh, the linkages uh, of the events, basically. Very exciting. And hopefully that will give more confidence to you know, all types of stakeholder in the industry when they know that that gap that we've talked about for a few years now, that you know, have we really taken into account climate change, mm. is being addressed by you guys. So glad to, glad to hear it's, it's yeah. being tackled with uh, the experts from all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And one other topic we wanted to cover was the, the US severe convective storm mm -hmm. uh, side of things as well, where I understand you've got some, some, new, some other new things going on. You must be a huge team to be able to be doing all these things at once. But we're, we're quite a sizable team, so yeah. all together impact forecasting is roughly 140 people wow. across the globe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's quite a sizable team, roughly half of the people will be model developers, yeah. so with the people who are already doing the models. So yeah, we have a um, couple of years back embarked on uh, updating our uh, USSCS model. Uh, so that's um, that will be all the basically subperils as as we usually have in the in the in the in in the model, and we have really went quite deep. And it's not just a model update; it's a it's a brand new model with all the components are being new. So that's coming uh, for really sometimes early uh, to the market the, uh, yeah. early next year. We are already in the stage of evaluating the model, but of course it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. So and on top of it, as you know, SCS has been also quite big in Europe. There have been some, uh, some events in France, so and we already have a French uh, or European SES model. Yeah. So we really use the opportunity if there are some events happening to calibrate the model, validate it. And we actually came with a little model um, update for, uh, for France as well. So mm. that's coming out now. Very exciting. Yeah, and on the severe convective storm, the same as flood. I guess it's about you know, building the detailed model to begin with so that it can be used for direct underwriting as well as, 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 as reinsurance pricing as well. So that both the kind of individual risk view and the and the whole portfolio view. So there's a lot of yeah, a lot of work going on, not by us but by our our uh, model development colleagues. Yeah. I'm sure you're being hounded by everybody here to get the latest uh, as you go around the conference. So hope you have an amazing rest of the conference guys, but thanks so much for coming on board to give us a sneak preview and I'm sure people could reach out to you directly to find out more as well. Yep. Absolutely yeah. Brilliant. Any final thoughts to say to our, our audience? Go on. No. <laughs> <laughs> one thing maybe I will say because we mentioned we spoke about climate change, and uh, there is always a hazard part to the climate change, which we can. It's much harder to control, of course, as a as a as humans we can control it, okay, long long term. Uh, but there is also a let's say the more like the behavior change, the fact that we can, for example, the flood defenses will change, the exposure can change, and these things are more under our control, and they are, let's say, changeable within short time horizon. Yeah. So I think if everyone doing work for climate change, we, our advice will be always to consider the hazard part of it, but also, especially for flood, how the flood defenses will evolve, how yeah. the exposure will evolve. And I think these things really could be controlled by insurance companies and by people themselves, by, you know, building in places which are yep. not too exposed and so on. Yeah. So that will be probably final thoughts. Wonderful food for thought to wrap us up. Well, thanks again, guys, and we'll see you around the conference. Yeah, thank thank you. you very much. Cheers.